Hi, I'm Cheryl and Fenn. Hello, this is Christabel. Hello, this is Michael Horse. I'm Amy Shields. I'm Mark Frost. Hi, I'm Kimmy Robertson. Hey, Ben, this is David Duchovny. We have a beautiful, beautiful book. Twin Peaks Unwrap the Book. You can get it at bluerosemag.com. Supplies are limited. Uh, get this bad boy while it's hot. Want to say we're under the 300 mark for these books. Yes. And then yes. once they're gone, they are gone. Our thinking would be that the book would be gone by the end of the year. I mean, I don't even know if it's going to last that long. But the idea was that, hey, this is the 30th anniversary. Like, wouldn't it be cool just to have a book that could be available to really diehard Twin Peaks fans? Thank you for your interest and for your enthusiasm and, and keeping Twin Peaks alive. Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Ben Durant, and beside me is... Brian Kazaska. Hey, hey Ben. Brian. <laughs> How's it going? It's going all right. Another week. Uh, it, it's another week, another podcast, another sweet, sweet interview. Yes. Uh, who do we got? To, who, do we, who are we interviewing this time? We have Jay Ozing. Now, he was a producer on Inland Empire, He's been in a few, he's been in Cabin Fever, a few movies here and there, but he plays a very mysterious role in Twin Peaks The Return. He plays the drunk. Right. And he's also, the, the, what, at one time, he was the assistant to David Lynch. So he's got some, you know, he's been with Lynch for a time. You know, he's had a close relationship with him. Yeah, very interesting choice, but he got him in there. I mean, this is what The Return was all about, getting your friends, getting your, your, your close friends, group of people involved actually yeah. being in there he has some great nuggets about his role right and this is this yeah. is this is all in our book we we interviewed him for our book twin peaks unwrapped that you can get at bluerosemag.com and yeah i mean we just wanted to share with you a little bit of what's in our book and you're not gonna get every interview we've done from the book but at least you get a sense of what what you know the interviews we've done and I, it's so cool that we get to share this with the community. So get your copy today at bluerosemag.com. And with that being said, let's jump into that interview. You're a very bad person, Chad. Give good policemen a bad name. Good policemen a bad name. Hello. Hey, Jay, it's Ben. Hey, Ben, how's it going? Good, I'm ready for your time. You were an assistant to David Lynch. Can you share a little bit about that? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, that was, um, that was kind of my first job out here in LA. It was just this very kind of, uh, crazy stroke of luck. Um, you know, that, uh, coming out of, uh, college at University of Wisconsin, um, they were looking for somebody and, uh, a friend of mine, um, who I'd known was, uh, had ended up over there with him as well. And, uh, you know, asked me what I was doing. And so they were looking for somebody. And so, uh, yeah, so it just kind of, it just sort of worked out. So I basically kind of, um, came on board uh right around when he was in post on Mulholland Drive uh-huh. and uh, kind of got uh you know to see how that whole uh thing was working it was quite the quite the time to kind of get swept up into his world because you know that came out and uh it was you know definitely a, a, a hit on the award circuit and there was all kinds yeah. of stuff going on and you know he got nominated for the Oscar and so it was it was uh, it was pretty cool to see to see all that uh, all that happening. What was I think it was right around that time actually. Um, he was still kind of very much getting into and ramping up, um, you know, kind of a lot of shorts he was doing on DavidLynch.com, and uh, including uh, shooting some more um, of the rabbits yeah. um, series or shorts or whatever. And so that was uh, that was kind of fun to see that, um, which then you know kind of ended up being used in Inland Empire and then. You know, Inland Empire became a whole kind of thing that sort of grew very slowly over the next several years. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, anyway. Yeah, he's a he's a whirlwind to try to keep up with. A really kind of fun, inspiring environment to to be around. So yeah. was, uh, he's kind of ended up being my my film school in many ways. It That's was, awesome. Uh, great. So I was a member of DavidLynch.com when it was a subscription, and I loved it. I loved that you know you could always see like whatever he was working on and show like this short piece, and it it was such a great thing. And I you know I wish it had worked out yeah. because. It was it was so brilliant. He even had his chat room. He would come in and talk with everybody, and it was it was such a cool site. Yeah, it's like ahead yeah, it of his time. Really, yeah, I, I think you're right. It was it was a very kind of fun community that he kind of you know was was able to to kind of build there for a little while. And yeah, uh, yeah he he absolutely loved it. I think just the um, you know having that community there and kind of having the freedom to just sort of you know experiment. Um, you know, he just he loved he loved doing that and kind of sharing it with uh, you know with people like you that were that were all about it. Yeah. So, yeah. And am I right that you like actually would help out? Like, would you like r- r- run a video camera and like do whatever needed to be um, done? I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of that was was me and uh, his other assistant Eric Crary, um, just kind of running yeah running cameras. You know, um, you probably remember. Oh gosh, I'm gonna blank on this. Out yonder, I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. With, with his son. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, exactly. With Austin, yeah, yeah. that was uh, Eric and I would get these cameras set up uh, out back, and you know, we um, yeah, we just we would, uh, I remember shooting those. It was you know hilarious. I think Riley was in one of them at one oh, point. Wow. And I had a brief appearance. Um, yeah. Did you? Did it, you it really? That's awesome. Problems. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was a, it was a fun time. You know, he was he was doing that. There was you know um, he would set up kind of time lapse kind of experiments with uh, with various things. Hmm. Um, yeah, there was all all kinds of stuff that he was. Uh, Kind of playing around with, you know, that that was the time he fell in love with the the uh, the good old Sony PD one fifty. Yeah. And did Dumbland originate out of out of those things that he was doing? Like he was playing around. That, I don't know if it would have been Flash. You uh, know, I think I think technically he started Dumbland before all that. Okay. Um, I think he had maybe I think he'd gotten he'd made a deal I think with another company that was maybe looking for content in a, in a web type venue or something, um, and then I think. I think once that deal was up, you know, he he bought or got the rights back um, from them so he could put it on davidmunch.com. But yeah, yeah, I think originally that was how Dumbland came about. And he may have been working on another thing for them too. I can't remember. But uh, but yeah, that was kind of the start of his, uh, you know, kind of just experimentation. Um, 
but just you know doing animation I mean, he did he did every single frame of that himself and that's something all the animation and just got really into after effects and yeah he, i thought i thought he already used flash which i was, oh you know what i think it was you're right yeah i think it was flash i think he did he, he remember i remember he used after effects as well but that might have been later for something else so yeah you're probably right i think that was flash yeah and the funny thing is I, I don't even know if it was adobe if it was called adobe at that time or if it was it doesn't matter media whatever it was but there was another product maybe it was later down called director that would have been able to do a lot of that stuff too but i'm getting into the weeds (laughs) so you know (laughs) one other thing that you know with davidlynch.com at the time there was one like you you know you could dial the the phone and you get into the different areas and at one point there was a laura palmer uh, image and I want to say it was something like what is she looking at or something like that and I remember thinking oh you know he hasn't given up on Twin Peaks at least he still thinks about it did he ever talk about it with you did he ever say yeah maybe someday I would return to Twin Peaks not not that much honestly I mean I was I was honestly quite surprised when I when I heard you know very pleasantly surprised obviously when I heard that yeah. he was getting back into it because he had you know, the whole time I was working for him there were uh, you know there were several opportunities you know people um, coming to him with with various different things I think at some point somebody wanted to do a, um, a graphic novel or a comic mm-hmm. series you know and, and various things are always kind of going on and and you know maybe it just was a project that wasn't for him or whatever but he would often just kind of say you know that it just was not a world he was ready to plunge back into you know he mm-hmm. kind of felt like he was done with it at least at the time um, yeah. uh, you know and I certainly believe that probably is how he how he felt but uh, you know at some point that was obviously uh, rekindled and uh, yeah it was kind of cool but I, I, I honestly couldn't answer if it was always his plan to kind of come back to it you know yeah. 25 years later like you did or if, or if he really um, honestly and truly thought he was done with it um, I, I think it could it could have kind of gone either way really but right. yeah who knows who so knows? You, you, were, you were assistant for a while you, you did Inland Empire you helped out with that how did you get from from Inland Empire to season three of Twin Peaks like how did you get involved <laughs> <laughs> Well, David, he, he has, you know, he has kind of a unique talent of sort of, um, sort of bringing out things in people, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I came out to LA and I, I always loved acting and, and, you know, kind of thought it was maybe something I could do, but, uh, I think for whatever reason, I kind of didn't have the, uh, the confidence pursue it or just kind of, you know, was doing other things. And, uh, as I was kind of, you know, over the years, David started asking me to do little things here and there. Um, and at one point, he, he asked me to do a voice acting job for him in this little short he did for the Cannes Film Festival. Ah. And um, and I did that. And then um, based off of that, he got pretty excited. Um, he really seemed to like what I, what I did in that. And then he, he said, I, I should do more of that. And so then, you know, he kind of started... Um, seeing me in that way probably before before i did but then i was like all right well let's let's give this a shot you know and then i kind of slowly started getting into some of that stuff and you know doing more um voice acting especially but kind of you know plays and, and various things when uh, when i could and it just kind of it just kind of went from there so by the time you know twin peaks rolled around um i guess he'd been thinking about me for this role for a while though he didn't tell me <laughs> um, until <laughs> pretty last minute as as is you know kind of he's want to do i suppose um but uh um, but yeah, at least uh, by that point, you know, I'd kind of uh, had been had been going down that road long enough that uh, I think I was uh, hopefully ready when that when that opportunity came up and, and uh, he asked me to do it. And did David Lynch contact you or somebody from one of his people contact you and say, we got a um, part for it you? Was, it was Sabrina um, oh, yeah. Sutherland, yeah, who actually contacted me about it. Um, you know, we've known each other for years and she was, she was pretty thrilled to, to give me that call. Um, she was like, hey, hey, guess what? Uh, do you want to be in this thing? David's got this uh, this part that he... 
he's been thinking about uh, for you. And, uh, you know, and she kind of told me a little more about it. And then that's kind of how that came about. So, yeah. Cool. And and was there any backstory? Did you know anything going in? You just knew he was a drunk or? <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, it's, uh, it's always so funny the way uh, David works with some of these things. Um, no, I went into, I went to go visit him on the set the day before I was going to um, show up to start shooting. And um, or maybe it was a couple of days before. I think it was the day before, though, honestly. And, mm. you know, just asked him a little bit about what he was looking for. Except when I had, you know, I had no direction. I had no script. I had nothing. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, wow. I, I'd known that this was going to be um, a drunk character in, <laughs> uh, in the Twin Peaks jail. And that's and that's all I knew. <laughs> and so at that point, you know, he, he told me a little bit about what to expect and kind of what he was looking for. But even then, he was kind of, you know, he was kind of vague in his way. Um, and, uh and that was really all I had to, to, to go off of. I never, I never saw a script. I never saw anything like that. Um, I, I had heard later from uh, from his assistant Michael and others that, that knew that, that that character was in the script, um, but okay. he just, you know, wasn't. He wasn't written in a way where there were. I don't know. I, I don't think he was necessarily written in a way where there were lines there because he's just kind of, you know, he's just basically kind of copying sort of what he hears in his sort of odd way. <laughs> so. And that was uh, that was kind of how David talked to me about it was uh, was just kind of to, to do that. Shut up, you fucking drunk! Shut up, you fucking drunk! And so then, um, did David give you the lines like right before you're about to do the scene, or how did the, how did you start getting lines? No, he he just kind of set me in motion, basically. <laughs> um, you know, he's. He kind of, you know, I've I've seen, uh, you know, him. It was kind of fun being directed by him. I haven't seen him direct other actors so many times before. Um, so it was kind of a kind of an easy natural thing to kind of uh, to to fall into in a way um, where you know he just you know he as I'm sure you've heard from many other people he just kind of has this way he just kind of talks to you and he just kind of get on this wavelength and so mm-hmm. you know he just he just sort of told me that I was going to be you know kind of copying things sort of you know as I as I heard them and. And that was about it. And then I think uh, maybe he just kind of wanted to see what I was going to do at that point. I don't know. But uh, so, so I kind of went for it. And uh, you know, from from the get go, he seemed to be into it. Um, even though it was just such a kind of a surreal thing to you know, because it just you know, as he's just such a disruptive character in all those scenes. You know, I felt oh, bad yeah. for all the actors that I was in because <laughs> you know, there's some really dramatic things happening. This is you know, this is all kind of towards the end of the series, and things are getting you know, really pretty pretty crazy and then here's this character who's like you know kind of almost you know just in this kind of crazy way and just sort of you know uh, disrupting the scene and sort of adding this weird type of levity to it yeah. you know, that otherwise would just not be there whatsoever so um so yeah it was just kind of very a very fun experience to just kind of be set loose in that way and just you know the the more i kind of went for it the more he seemed to dig it so fucking nuthouse fucking nuthouse and the actor who played Chad, um, what's his name, John Perchello. John Perchello. Yeah. yeah, I guess yeah, he's 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 he said that he had no idea what you were going to do and that you were going to be start communicating with. Is it Nia or Naya? Oh, with Nia. Yeah. Nia. Okay, mm-hmm. so the, he was like, I think he was thrown off that you were doing that, that you guys are communicating <laughs> and just like, what is going on here? <laughs> Drunk. Shut up, you fucking drunk. 
Yeah, it was, it was, he just, uh, gosh, what a good guy. I love John so much. He was like, he was so kind of mystified and fascinated. It was just like, you know, it was almost like he couldn't believe what he was seeing happening around him, you know, just cause I mean, yeah, like you said, he had no idea exactly what was coming. I mean, the funny thing was I didn't really even know what was coming. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't even know, honestly, that I and I were going to start doing that. Um, <laughs> that kind of just sort of came about, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it was probably all part of, uh, you know, David's master plan, but, uh, you know, basically he's, he's, you know, in, in trying to follow his direction of copying what I was hearing around me, I was originally, I was thinking, well, I'm just gonna, you know, copy the line, you know, the actual words I hear people saying, but then, you know, she started making noises and I thought, well, that's, uh, we should, we should start doing something with that as well. I had no idea how that was going to come out because wow. me trying to, you know, copy, um, what she's doing is, you know, obviously I can't come close to copying that. So it came out in this really demented way, but, uh, but yeah, he, he seemed to, he seemed to dig it and, uh, it definitely seemed to, you know, uh, drive both John's character and perhaps him himself crazy yeah. <laughs> in the middle of all that. But, uh, but yeah, he was, he was, it was awesome the way he, the way he rolled with all that. Nice. And I imagine like, uh, it's shot like film in the sense that you probably have a master shot where you take all this and then you do like close-ups of each character. So I'm guessing that's probably how it happened. So you probably were doing this and you know, David liked what you were doing and then it's like, okay, now we got to get a close-up of you You make the noise and you make the noise and we'll uh, we'll edit this all in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was a lot of that. I mean, I I think they didn't, you know, they a lot of the closer stuff on me. I don't think they shot until later. They, uh. you know, they kind of covered a lot of the other scenes um, first before they kind of got to me. But you know, the 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 thing I kind of found uh, kind of fascinating, entertaining about the whole thing is I think you know ordinarily if you were to shoot something like that, you, especially if the camera's not on me or at least you know um, is on other actors, you wouldn't necessarily have me still doing what I'm doing um, mm. just because if for no other reason, it can be just a nightmare to try to sound at it, you know, so yeah. like try to get some clean without me doing that. But no, but you know, but David uh, is not that way. He wants mm. everything to kind of really be a, a part of the world he's creating. So every single take, he wanted me doing it. And so I was, I was, uh, so yeah, so every single, you know, every single time we would do it, it was all, it, it felt kind of very much the same, whether the camera was on me or whether it wasn't, it was uh, kind of a very cool vibe you created there. That's very interesting. Isn't that something? So the makeup process, what was that like? How long did that take? And what, and did it change? Um, did it evolve? And what? How it turned out? Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how much I can say about that because that's kind of uh, that's sort of part of the mystery. Ah, um, I know, I know, David is is like to be pretty tight lipped about that kind of thing. I okay. can tell you, it was it was it was more extensive than I thought it would be, um, ah. for sure. And I cannot sing the praises enough of uh, Debbie uh, Zoller and Jamie Kelman, who was specifically. Uh, assigned to me to to do some of that stuff. They were um, they were awesome. But yeah, it was uh, it was it was an uh, an interesting thing going through all that. Cool, cool. And you know, there's this this character Billy that is mentioned in the series, and many people think you're Billy. Do you think you're Billy? You know, I, it's such a fascinating question. I, I get that question, and I'm honestly. I'm kind of of two minds about it, you know. Yeah. Um, I I feel like, uh, first of all, I had I had no idea, obviously going in, well, what this character was or you know mm. in relation to anything else that was going on. Um, I think I think on the one hand, I think that uh, that this character is kind of disconnected from all that and isn't necessarily that. Mm. Um, you know, I think there's a school of thought that that I'm almost like 
you know, I'm not really there, or at least not not in the conventional sense. You know, mm. like maybe I'm just a figment of Chad's imagination, for example, because huh. nobody else really seems to like acknowledge me at all. <laughs> On the other hand, you know, Billy, from what I kind of understand, is you know, he's his character is referenced by Audrey, right? Um, yeah, and, and then I think in the double like, R, somebody runs in and says, "Billy." I think that's what somebody opens the double R and, and is asking where Billy is. Yeah, that's right. So it's kind of like so. So so Audrey mentions him, and then yeah, then there's that thing that happens in the in the double R, and it's like, but like Audrey is like the weird thing to me about that is that throughout this whole series, you have like kind of characters that like are kind of in in the quote unquote real world, and then perhaps like in another world or another yeah. place or dimension or whatever, and then characters that kind of bridge that gap a little bit, you know, and kind of sort of maybe exist in both places a little bit at once. Um, right. And uh, it kind of makes you wonder sometimes if, like, if that character is a little bit in that in-between realm, because uh, you know, like Audrey is, she seems to kind of, you know, be in some other place, you know, Definitely. at this point. Like, I, I, um, as far as I can tell, anyway. Oh yeah. You know, she's she uh, presumably died at the end of uh, season two, and uh, and now kind of who knows what's going on with her, but she kind of seems like she might be in a completely different, you know, place. And so if she's talking about Billy, you know, uh, in her world or wherever she is, like, is that even the real world? Is that some other kind of thing? I don't right. know. Obviously, there's some other characters that reference him, though, too, that don't seem to be, you know, that do seem to be kind of in the, the actual world. So, so I don't know. Um, yeah. The other weird thing to me is, like, the way, you know, this character kind of communicates with Nye, in Nye is, seems to be the, the very definition of a character is kind of bridging that, the, the worlds, right? Especially when you kind of find out sort of, you know, what she becomes sort of um yeah. later and the fact that like um that that character that i'm playing is like is somehow communicating with her in a way that like no other character really does yeah <laughs> um, right makes me kind of wonder you know about that but um maybe you're another but, character you know, maybe all, you're these somebody kind of more like questions that i have <laughs> yeah right I, mean, I, I really couldn't give you a definitive answer as far as whether or not i'm actually billy or or, or what what that character necessarily is so totally and so for so long you'd been you'd helped out david uh in back of the camera but now you were in front of the camera what was it like being directed by david lynch um it, it was uh it was kind of fun to kind of then be in that position you know and um, just having known him for so long and kind of uh, seeing how he works and kind of, you know, uh, knowing this is kind of it's very much about kind of getting on his wavelength. That's mm -hmm. really the important thing. You, know, you don't you don't really you know, I think if I if I've been raised uh, more as like a very conventional actor and then was meeting him for the first time and doing this, it would be completely different. And I'm sure obviously there are plenty of actors that kind of had that experience. But like with him, you know, like it, as an actor, you know, so many things you're you're taught just don't really apply um, with with things that David does. You know, it's always kind of about the moment before, uh, you know, what's happened mm -hmm. before, and, and and even kind of thinking about what's coming after. And David often doesn't seem concerned with that, at least certainly not with this type of character. It's yeah. just it's you're very much in the moment. I mean, I remember sometimes like I would be, you know, uh, on set, I'd be kind of, you know, riffing with him or joking with him about, you know, stuff like what what might be going on with this character, you know, how he maybe might have gotten there or what happened, you know, and, and David would just kind of kind of laugh in his nice way. But, you know, uh, I would be like, no, 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 don't don't worry about that. You know, it was just kind of it's a nice way of telling me, no, you're, you're wrong. It's not that. Right. <laughs> don't overthink it. You know, this is this <laughs> not is, important. This is something else. This is something else. Yeah. He just wants you to do. He knows exactly what he wants as far as what's going to create the moment that he's going for. And that's kind of what seems to be the important thing. And so you just kind of get with him on that wavelength as best you can. 
and uh and you just kind of let it rip and you know it's it's kind of what pretty much every actor i think kind of does with him um to a degree mm-hmm. so it's certainly not like i'm unique in that way at all but uh but yeah i think it's it's kind of it's kind of fun how you just as long as you can kind of try to get into the feeling of what he's doing it all just kind of often uh, ends up sort of working out so nice. do you have any stories about being on the set that you could share with us um, I'm not sure what else I could say that uh, that you probably haven't heard. Um, yeah. I I will say that uh, one thing I, I did do um, when we you know every every actor kind of has their their trailer um, and uh, I you know I would never be an actor that would like just uh, go and hide in my trailer. Although mm-hmm. because of the way I looked on this one, I kind of <laughs> did do that. <laughs> like when we broke for lunch, I like I kind of felt you know it was kind of this Quasimodo thing where it's like. On the one hand, like, I want to, you know, because I know so many of these people from my time, you know, working with David. And so it's fun to kind of, you know, eat lunch with everybody. At the same time, I was like, you know, the way I look, I feel like I'm going to put people off their lunch. (laughs) So so I kind of got pretty self-conscious about it. I was like, I'll I'll go and eat by myself so not to repulse anybody because I just looked like (laughs) such a mess. You know, it was like, um, it was pretty, it was pretty funny. But, um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, yeah, I don't don't really... uh, I don't know what I could say. I mean, everybody was, you know, John, of course, you've heard about, but, you know, everybody else that was there was also just kind of such a, um, was just such kind of a good sport about, about what I was doing, especially because I'm, I'm pretty sure none of them, you know, um, James and, and Kimmy and, you know, and then everybody in that scene, I think any of them knew at all what was coming as far as me doing what I was doing. Um, and so, you know, hearing, hearing this drunken or whatever <laughs> kind of idiot, you know, like, mimicking and mocking your lines as you're saying them just yes. really gives them an extra level of concentration <laughs> they need to add to be on their game and they all totally were yeah. but um but you know but like in between takes like someone would be laughing and they'd just be like what is going on right now so it was, uh, <laughs> it was it was kind of just made the whole thing kind of give an extra dimension of kind of just surrealness to it all nice. how many days did you, were you doing that scene um i was i was there for two days yeah nice mm-hmm. yeah yeah, we, we kind of uh, it was two long two long days, but yeah, we we, we got through it all pretty pretty right. efficiently. I know you won't talk about the makeup, but I imagine it would take some time, and that I mean, having to do that it takes some time before you can even be on the set. So yeah, it probably makes long days. Uh, yeah, yeah, I had to be there early to get all set. Yeah. Totally. And so, did you did you watch uh, season three? Did you watch uh, Twin Peaks Return? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I. Uh, Watched the whole thing, you know. Uh, had had my had my wife watch it along with me, huh. put her through that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Could she recognize you right away? Did she rec- <laughs> Did you tell her what you were doing? Um, you know, I, I think uh, just for a second. I mean, she knew it was coming, but yeah. even knowing it was coming, I think it took her a second to be like, "Oh, oh my God, that's you." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she she known. You know, I did I did take. Um, you know, just a photo of myself, um, just to show her, yeah. you know, uh, just for posterity. And actually, oh, here's one funny story I can actually tell you. So I was about to have my son, um, kind of right before we started filming, we were about maybe, I don't know, two months away, I think uh. or so from our delivery date. And so we were in the middle of Lamaze classes. Um, and I remember that I think it was the second day I was shooting. Um, we had a Lamaze class that we had scheduled and it, and it looked like, and then I talked to them ahead of time. I was like, you know, I think I'll be able to um, you know, be wrapped in, in time to make this. And they, they said that it, it shouldn't be a problem, although it might be a little bit close. Um, and, uh, and it turns out it was, I was kind of like scrambling, you know, to basically get all the makeup off. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, and I didn't, and basically long story short, I, I didn't get it all off before I just kind of had to take <laughs> off in order to make it. So I showed up to this Lamaze class looking 
uh, pretty rough. <laughs> I mean, a, lo- a lot of it was off, but also it was kind of like, you know, I'm sure there were a lot of people wondering like, who the hell is this woman's <laughs> husband that just showed up oh. <laughs> that's like, uh, doing this. So that was, that was kind of a funny thing. <laughs> that's great. Well, is there anything else you want to share with us? Anything else about Twin Peaks or yeah, th- that you want to share before we end it? Um, yeah, let me think. Um, it's such a, it's such a, gargantuan sprawling world you know that he's oh, yeah. created and it's uh, it's just kind of fun to to be yeah just even a very a very small part of that and inhabit you know a a, a literal tiny little corner <laughs> in a cell of that <laughs> world right <laughs> but, oh. uh, and- but uh but yeah it was it was great it's it's you know it, i still keep you know meeting actors um you know at kind of twin peaks reunion things and uh it's just you know i think it was just a really kind of unique Group. David's got a way of kind of just bringing together really good groups of people to to do stuff. And, oh yeah, uh, you know, as I'm sure you've talked to so many people and found out. And, Definitely. Uh, yeah, he really kind of he nailed it on this one. So That's yeah, awesome. I was just uh, really happy to be a part of it. That's so cool. And did you go to the, any of the events? I mean, there was the premiere, and like they had all these other like little mini events around the time of the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I was I was at the premiere. Uh, yeah, went to that. Yeah, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Afterwards, uh, the, the kind of after party at Clifton's was pretty amazing because I've always been a fan of that place downtown, and they yeah. kind of had really, it was sort of a perfect fit for the way they kind of did it up to be kind of Twin Peaks style. You know, it's nice. uh, this place that's got uh, um, you know kind of like trees or kind of faux trees kind of growing right up out of the you know right up through the middle of the place. You know, wow. it's got all these kind of little foresty kind of vibe to it so they were able to kind of transform it uh just kind of take that and run with it a little bit further and really kind of turn it into a into a uh a twin peaks forest um type of thing it was uh yeah it was it was just a blast it was overwhelming fucking nut house fucking nut house thank you jay it was what a great interview it's so cool to get to talk to him about being a part of Twin Peaks and his, being involved with David Lynch. And I, yeah, it was cool stories. It was so cool of his time to, you know, talk with us. Really nice guy. Kind of cool because he's a behind the scenes kind of person, but he's in front of the camera for the first, well, not the first time, but the first time for Twin Peaks. Right. And playing a mysterious character that we all debated about. Is, it, was, is he Billy? Is, is he, he Billy? Billy? Or, you know, is he part of this whole, Audrey thing and which is Billy <laughs> which is Billy right I mean it, it, and the, but then you have people in the roadhouse talking about this guy named Billy who's doing all this stuff and he's in jail it, it, I think it made the mystery was alive for this one for us right. I think we were really into this side story yeah which is you know right. so I do love that stories. David Lynch doesn't get, sometimes doesn't give the actors much to work with like he kind of just you know jay comes right. in and it's just kind of like you're gonna do this and i'll you know once in a while i'll tell you certain things to do but you're kind of on your own and it's right right yeah. right when you read his little bits in our book mixed in with other actors mm. with john paricello with 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 jay i'm telling you it's like a, it's like reading a conversation between the two and you get a bigger picture of what it was like on that set when yeah. you read the book and it's those two talking. I'm telling like 
This is giving you justice. Yeah. yeah. Right. I totally agree. That's one of the things I like about our book is that we do have, we have all these interviews and in a way, it's almost like other people are finishing other people's sentences. Some people might be talking about like, here's what I was experiencing. And it's like, well, this other person experienced something else, but they were in the same room or they were doing the same thing. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing when it works. I would definitely recommend it. Of course, it's our book. I recommend you get it. So if you like what you heard, I recommend you pick up our book, Twin Peaks Unwrapped, at bluerosemag.com. Thank you for all the kind words on social media and the kind emails we've gotten over the last couple of months. Thank you for the new listeners who probably just started listening to our show. Maybe you listened to this one off an offshoot and you get to hear this, but we do appreciate everybody who still supports us. And you can support us by getting, by getting yourself this limited copy of our book. Also at Tee Public, we have masks now, we have t-shirts, we have all that great stuff. The fall season's upon us pretty soon, so you can get yourself a hoodie, which is kind of cool, and a mask. Yeah, so I mean, it's great. Um, Also, if you have a comment, question, or theory, give us an email at twinpeaksunwrapped at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Give us a tweet at the old Twitter, at Twin Peaks Unwrapped. And then also give us that five-star review on iTunes. And we're on Spotify, where we're basically all great podcasts can be found. Also, before we go, I do want to I, I say, you got to go pre-order or get yourself a copy of Laura's oh, Ghost yes. at BlueRoseMag.com as well. Courtney Stalling's new book. Please get yourself a copy of that because it's going to be stellar. And Cheryl Lee, who uh, played Laura Palmer, she has a part in the book. And I think there's other people that worked with Twin Peaks that are in the book. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. that alone is cool. Just to have, you know, people contributing to that book that were part of Twin Peaks. So yeah, it's going to be a great book. I, I can't recommend it enough. Courtney's writing is amazing. I mean, she's done writing for Blue Rose Mag and she's done a lot of great stuff. And she's, she's somebody who really supports the community. I mean, I think she's really been yeah. there for us. You got to pick it up. And in this time of quarantine where Hollywood and TV are not really producing much, we have local artists creating things right now, which you can help support them. Definitely. So I, I think that's a beautiful thing that we, we can still be creators out to help uh, entertain the world that's stuck inside. All right, Ben. Well, with that being said, we'll, we'll see everybody in a few weeks.
fucking yeah, yeah.